The Overwhelm is Optional podcast is for you if you want to quit the struggle with overwhelm, you want to live life to the full, you don't want to compromise your health and relationships in order to have well-paid, satisfying, meaningful work. You want it all on your terms. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. How are you doing? Here in the southwest of England, it is absolutely beautiful. Spring has quite literally sprung very suddenly, well, it feels suddenly, um, and very magically in, in a way that really only spring does because spring really is magical to me. Um, I know it's not the same throughout the world and I'm aware that not everybody lives in parts of the world with seasons but for me I love being in a part of the world with seasons because I just love watching the change and it really helps me look at what I'm up to. I learn a lot from wandering around my garden and thinking about how plants adapt and how they're not the same all the year through and I don't know about you, but I do feel this pressure to constantly be working hard, achieving, kind of going at the same pace all of the time. And I don't know about you, but that just doesn't work for me. And as I get older and as I embrace who I am and as I choose to rebel against this narrative that we should just be like machines and keep going at the same speed all year... As I more and more drop into my body and listen, I really connect to what's going on, excuse me, around me. And what I find incredible is how my garden looks like it dies in the winter and how sometimes I wander around thinking, oh, no, what's happened to that plant? And of course, it hasn't died. It's gone to sleep. And there's a whole load of magical things happening under the ground. So, for example, last year, I planted a lot of daffodil bulbs, like a lot. I mean, I'm sure they haven't all come up, but there's still a lot. So I wanted swathes of daffodils, swathes of daffodils. And what I did is I just lifted up the turf and popped them underneath. And that's that's seems crazy. You're putting this small bulb un, right underneath the turf. And why would the why would that what's the point? That seems like a crazy thing to do. Right. And then you wait for months and then very magically, this bulb has enough energy in it to push all the way through that turf. And now I have swathes of daffodils and they're really tall. Like, How did they do that? How did they get now? You know, I, I recognize that I'm sounding slightly silly by saying how did they do this I get the whole biology of plants but it's not that it's the wonder of it like it's completely insane that a bowl has enough energy in it or or reacts with the energy underground to push all the way through the turf and then you know past that like these daffodils are tall and and most of them have come out I don't think any of them haven't some of them are still up to you know doing their thing but I find that incredible but there's trust there isn't there I trusted that that it was worth the effort and that I wasn't just burying brown discs in the in the earth and wasting my time I trusted and then over winter magic happened underground and I'm sure I've shared with you that I took a winter retreat 
this this last winter, which I hadn't done. Well, I don't know if I've ever done one that long. Um, it was a good proper three weeks off, but then a lot of slowing down into that and then very slow coming out of that in January. Because to me, this is the start of my year. This is when my energy is really starting to come back. And I love how as I listen to my body and my heart more and more and go with what feels good to me, what energizes me, what makes me happy, what feels expansive rather than crushing. You know, as I just go, actually, this is this is me and I'm rebelling against this idea that we always have to be full force all year through. The more I do this, the more energy I have. So I've really noticed that my energy has just been growing in in a very similar way to the plants. So in my garden at the moment, if I don't go out and purposely notice each plant, they are literally changing before my before my eyes. It's like magic. It's like the other day there was one one flower and now there's just too many to count and there's too many colours to count. It's it's remarkable. It's magical. And I want that magic for all of us. So the magic of my garden, that trusting and that knowing that energy returns when we rest and that then we get to really focus on what's important to us. So for me, and it could be different for you because my partner's like the other way up. He he comes alive in the autumn. He loves the autumn into the winter. Whereas I get so excited about spring. So we're very, very different. And actually we're both you know, spring baby. So it's nothing to do with the time of year we were born. It's just the way he is. And I have a close friend who loves snow and winter, whereas I'm really a beach person and a forest person. I like sunshine. I like to be warm. It's not that I don't appreciate crispness. I love all of the seasons, but my energy, my time of year is really the summer. And spring is when my energy comes back and I, I that's when I get excited about projects. So I'm learning this now. And and I knew it, you know, deep down, deep down, we know this stuff, but we block it, don't we? Because it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to be really sleepy in the winter and bouncing all over the place in the spring. It's not. It's too much. It's too much for people. They, it's like, no, we just need you to be exactly the same all year through. It doesn't work this way. People won't say that. But it, there is this unspoken narrative that we should just push on through regardless. So anyway, that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Are you feeling excited? Um, did you manage to rest enough in the winter? Because I noticed when I didn't used to that the spring would be a, feel a bit stressful because like I should have energy oh no where's my energy and I could never quite get going or, or I would because I'd get excited and the excitement would um just like shortcut the exhaustion but <laughs> that wasn't sensible because as you know if you've been listening to me for a while I was heading for burnout and didn't have a clue so how are you feeling are you are you excited or does it feel like the daylight's returning too quickly and really you need to rest more. And also it's not one or the other, is it? So my energy is definitely returning, but I've also noticed that I'm still quite sleepy and 
part of that is because, for example, Saturday I got super excited. It was this beautiful, beautiful day. And I decided to move, you know, I don't know, a lot of earth. <laughs> I don't know how much. Several wheelbarrows of earth because I wanted to get my raised bed sorted. But that's really physically demanding work. And and I was laughing. I'm laughing now. I wasn't in the middle of the night when I woke up just exhausted, like all my muscles hurt. I was like, you, you idiot. What did you do that for? Because what's funny is I used to work in an alternative health clinic. So I was on reception. So, you know, I'd noticed people, there's different times of year people come in for different things. And I remember all the acupuncturists and osteopaths saying oh everybody comes in in the spring because they've overdone it gardening and they hurt their back and that was going through my head as I was excitedly overdoing things in the garden and I knew I was overdoing it but I was so absorbed I was in a state of flow and also I do know that it's good for me to um, stress my body as in um, you know like weightlifting you're literally tearing the muscles so the muscles um get stronger so that it's good for the body to have a certain amount of stress but I really overdid it I just couldn't stop I was just like well I could have stopped but I was like I just want to finish this one bit um so I did and then I paid for it and I know I'm still paying for it now because I've slept beautifully since but um yeah do you do that too? Get super excited and then overdo it and then it takes quite a long time to recover so the good thing is is even though um, you can kind of learn which time of year you have more energy and you want to get excited about launching projects, within that is the is the tiny moment by moment listening to the body as well and saying it might be spring, but I just want to have a snooze or I need to slow down today. And that's OK. And it, that's what I love about neutral noticing and, and the commitment to living my life my way is that you just screw all the rules and the, and by that mainly I think the rules are rules we make for ourselves right because when you're a child you think oh I'll grow up and I'll make my own rules and then you grow up and you make more punitive rules than the ones you had as a child what's that about I don't even want to go into what that's about I just want I want to inspire you to think about what rules you've created yourself that really don't work anymore for you and that that are part of the pressure and the overwhelm because once we realise that with compassion, and I really do actually want to touch on on self-compassion as well, because it's easy. I, f- I find it's like <laughs> it's easy to get really harsh on myself, much harsher for, for myself than I am for other people. It's like I ought to know better. I have a lot of knowledge about well-being and psychology and meditation. So I ought to know better. I teach this stuff. So I ought to be always perfect at it. I mean, what is that about? That's just nonsense. I mean, I can trace it back to where it's come from, but I'm not really interested in constantly looking back. I th- I do believe very strongly that there's a place for it. But when we keep doing it, it's like, OK, I've done this before. I don't need to keep um, kind of trudging through the mud and, and bringing back stuff up to heal. We can do and we can choose to, but there's a choice and there's a pace. And I remember talking to Dizan, my um, Zen teacher, about this. And he said, no, you get to choose. You don't have to do all of the 
the deep letting go of, of stuff. You don't have to do it all at once. If it gets too much, you can just say, no, that's, that'll do for now. And I really like that. I like that. Um, well, what I love about Zen is that freedom and discipline. So you have the discipline of um, doing the work, which is this letting go and 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 just becoming more and more yourself. And then you also have the freedom to say, actually, no, this this isn't for me at the moment. And it's it's just it's I think it's the realize for me, it's the deeper and deeper realizing that I have a choice that I get to choose, that I get to decide that I get a lot of the time I get to decide how I feel. That's not always easy because I'm very emotional. So feelings can often overtake me and flood me. Feelings themselves can be very overwhelming, not just whatever the mind's up to. But remembering we have a choice. We are adults. We have a choice. We are not that child anymore. So what rules are not working for you anymore? Chuck them out. Or at least I think actually let's not chuck stuff out because that's quite hard work. It, as in when we say let stuff go, release stuff, chuck it out, it can feel really threatening because those things have been precious. They have got us. They've kept us safe. They've got us to where we are. So just going, oh, no, going to chuck those out can be too disruptive. Even even without realising it, like so deeply, subconsciously disruptive, because what are we going to do instead? So instead, I think it's just useful to play. So you notice, oh, I have a really strict rule for myself that I don't have for anybody else. I'm really harsh on myself. I have this punitive schedule or I just show no compassion to myself. Why am I so unkind to myself? Like just notice it and then play with the idea that you get to replace one of those things so so I always 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 recommend going really sl really slowly as in at your pace so really tuned into okay so if I'm going to do this work of committing to myself and living my life in a way that works for me which involves letting go of the idea that I can't and that there's something wrong with me and that I need to be better first and I need to get more done first before I can be happy and live how I want to live so letting go of that in your own way. Well, what's the easiest way to do it? Your way is always going to be the easiest. Your way is always going to be the most fun. Your way is actually the possible way. It's, re it's not really possible to do it somebody else's way. So I guess what's unusual for me as a personal development coach and teacher is that I, I, I don't really like the personal development industry I don't like the idea that there's something wrong that needs to be fixed and that you constantly need to be improving yourself I like to just turn that on its head and say um, no you are perfect and a work in progress and the work is letting go gradually and at your own pace but firmly so it's this gently but firmly letting go of the beliefs and habits which support the idea that there's something fundamentally wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you. But it feels like there is, right? <laughs> it does. Because if we if 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 life's not working, if if life's a struggle, you know, if we if we feel very pressured and we like to do things well, then it's gonna feel like there's something wrong with us. And it's it can be really difficult to accept that you know, that Zen premise, you are both perfect and a work in progress. Well, perfect's really hard to live up to. But it doesn't mean perfect in this 
egocentric, um, people looking at you way. It means there's nothing fundamentally wrong with you. So at your core, you are perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. But that doesn't mean there's not things that you might want to change and let go of gently. But it's how we go about it. So for me, having been, I don't know why, I'm kind of thinking, why have I been so committed to personal growth? And I think for me, it's that I always want to live the best life I can. And sometimes I just need to be better at things. And so then I've gone, oh, I'm going to be better at that. But what's happened is then I just end up with this big list of things I need to be better at. And so it's not that we don't want to be living better. It's that for me, turn it around and say, there's nothing wrong with you. And you get to live better when you accept yourself. And then you think, oh, but Heidi, if I accept myself, there's all these flaws. I'm not good enough to practice self-acceptance. Well, I'd say give it a go. Stop being so harsh on yourself. Because if you were talking to somebody else and they were berating themselves and telling you all the things they'd done wrong and that was bad, you'd be so compassionate with them. You'd be able to look at them and go, what they're saying isn't true. They're being really harsh on themselves. And yet when you do it yourself, are you lacking self-compassion? And I think it's easy to think, it's easy to go down the hole. Why am I so unkind to myself? Why do I lack compassion to for myself when I can have it for others? But why questions aren't very good. And one of the reasons they're not very good is because they, for me, they just get my mind whirring into judgment and blame and problem solving and overanalyzing and flying back in history to find out the first time that this happened. And that can be useful, but it's going to add to overwhelm. And as my mind and your mind are easily overwhelmed, we want to avoid anything that's just going to add to the overwhelm. We want to take the most skilled route to freedom from all of this stuff. So for me, a better question is, I, I recognise that I lack self-compassion for myself. I just reckon I can see that. I can see that I'm really harsh on myself, much harsher than I am on other people. I can be really compassionate. I can listen to other people. I can be really understanding I can be really kind to other people. But I recognise that I find that really hard for myself and that asking myself why right now, even though I might want to do that kind of investigation later, just isn't for me because I've got enough going on at the moment. So so the, the dropping the, the why am I not very self-compassionate or why am I not very kind or why do I have this punitive schedule, these ridiculously impossible to achieve expectations of myself, all of that stuff. Dropping the why is an act of self-compassion. It's, it's a, I get easily overwhelmed. That's not a weakness. It's just how the human mind is. I'm starting to accept that. Asking myself why isn't very helpful. So I'm just going to ask how instead or not even that. So the easiest thing to do is just notice it and then make your noticing neutral. So this is where we bring in those of you who have just got hold of the one minute mark and are wondering what to do with it. Keep practicing it because the more you practice it, you're practicing neutral noticing, which is the art of noticing completely neutrally what's going on for you. And it starts to unpick and dissolve the habits of lack of self-compassion, lack of self-kindness, this harsh, punitive schedule we put ourselves through. So. Just 
notice neutrally, ah, I lack self-compassion for myself at the moment. So it's not like an for all time and I've always been like this. Right now, I appear to lack self-compassion. That that will do <laughs> that in itself. When you bring in the neutrality, when you when you stop trying to find out why or who's to blame or what's wrong with me, when you just go, yeah, I noticed that. That's going to shift stuff without in the most effortless way. And I want the most effortless way for you. You put yourself under enough pressure, so let it go. If you want to take it further, you can go. How can I? show myself more compassion? How can I mirror the compassion I would show somebody else to myself? You could do that. How can I? Because how questions open up their expansive questions. Why questions go into the mind whirring? And we all know what that leads to. Overwhelm, knife crushing, paralyzing, overwhelm. Let's not do that. So either just notice completely neutrally that right now you lack self-compassion for yourself. You just do. Notice that neutrally. And or add in, how can I feel, allow myself more compassion? And this is all part of what I call the gentle rebellion. This rejection of this harshness, this lack of self-compassion, this lack of self-kindness, the lack of basic understanding for ourselves and of ourselves. This is a gentle rebellion. It's, it's the rejection that the way to lead a successful life is to kind of bash yourself into shape, is to have, because we have such high expectations of life, we want to live life to the full. I think that's that leads to this bashing of ourselves that is unhelpful, it's unkind. It doesn't lead to a full life. It leads to an overwhelmed life, an exhausting life, a frustrating life, uh, because we we need to be on our own sides. So, yeah, this week I just really wanted to introduce the idea that being rebellious in a gentle way rather than a forceful way. So if you're rejecting the current narrative that you that just you know you just have to work all the time and success means working hard and sacrificing and and the overwhelm and exhaustion are just part of that and of course you're going to be tired and of course you're going to be grumpy blah 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 and of course weekends are going to have lots of life admin and you're going to find it hard to find time for yourself it's just the way things are Heidi no if you like me want wish to reject that my suggestion is that we do it gently that we do it with utter self-compassion and kindness that we get to know ourselves and accept ourselves because self-knowledge self-awareness is key here because once we know you know like we know which time of the year at the moment we have the most energy at which time of the year we need the most rest which time of the year we want to write a book in which time of the year we want to you know decorate the house or move house or anything once we and then during the day you know during the week when's your most focused time when do you need to rest more what can you put in place to support you and make your life more joyful so when we just move from seeing success as working hard getting through reaching goals to how can i have the the most deliciously 
enjoyable life. And, th and that for me doesn't mean dropping the goals. It just means going about it in a way that suits me rather than the normal way, which is really too bashy, too harsh for me. I'm not interested. That doesn't mean I don't still struggle with it. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that for the past few years, I've been experimenting with creating a life that works for me. That means a business with the hours and the type of work that, that suits me. And that doesn't mean I've got it all sussed. But I do know that the self-awareness, which for me is through neutral noticing and messy journaling, they're my two main techniques, which there are podcast episodes just on that, which you, which you can check out if you want to. Um, that deep self-awareness and self-acceptance, that's the way for me, because what I'm learning is that I can have what I want, but I have to do it my way. That doesn't mean it's easy, because first of all, most people aren't doing this. So it is a rebellion. It is a rejection of the norm. And that can feel lonely at times, um, which is why I have this podcast, because by giving this podcast to you, we get to connect. It doesn't mean I always hear from you, but I really love it when people write to me and say, thank you. That episode really touched me. Or could you do an episode about this one? So part of this episode is is about self-compassion because somebody said to me, yeah, I find it really hard to practice self-compassion. And that's that has come up several times over as a theme over the last few years in my work. And, and I just really wanted to speak to that today. But it's part of the whole message that we can do things differently. We can do things gently. We don't need to be feisty and pushy to get what we want. We don't need to be in self-protection, um, self-preservation mode all the time in that kind of push, push, push. We can set gentle but firm boundaries. We can, we can do things in a gentle but firm way. So it's it's a quiet way. It's 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 an energy conserving way. Um, and more on that, I'm going to be doing more on this gentle rebellion coming up. But I just wanted to put that out there to you. And and if you've seen my messaging saying overwhelm is optional, join the gentle rebellion, and you weren't sure what that that means, it means just considering that what I'm talking about does this resonate with you, and joining it you don't have to do anything you know I'm, there isn't like there's not a badge <laughs> there's not a committee there's not a flag there's a you decide you know I'm I want to be part of this new way of doing things what Heidi's talking about makes sense to me and it supports me where I am at this point in my life so it's a it's a silent opting in obviously if you want to to opt in more firmly and you want support, then I have lots of options for you. You can join my mailing list so that you're, you hear of offers that I don't put offers on my website because I'd have to be updating it all the time. And that's not good for me. And it's not really, it's not, it just doesn't work. It's too much work. So, and also, you know, you, you allowing me to show up in your inbox. I, I take that, I take that with gratitude and I don't want to put junk into your, your email, but, you know, I'm a course creator, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, 
Um, that's my business. So, of course, if you join my mailing list, I'm going to make offers to you, offers so that you can invest in yourself and work with me to some degree. And and the way you get to hear about those is either to join my mailing list, where you'll definitely hear about them, or to come and follow me over on Instagram. So you can join my mailing list. You can, if you go to my website, you can you can just click on um, or get the one minute mark and you'll get it. Um, join me, come follow me on Instagram where I am putting out um, content to lift your day and make you see things differently, hopefully, uh, with lots of try this little tip. Um, I'm going to be doing a series of little tiny videos of overwhelm hacks. That's my next exciting creative um, adventure. See how that goes. Um, or you can buy one of my courses. Just go to the work with me page on my website. Um, or you can ask to work with me one to one. And if you want to do that, you can book a discovery call. So you just go to either go to the show notes and click on that and we can talk about whether we're a good fit. But also I have a really exciting offer just for the spring, just because I've got lots of energy and I'm super excited. And um, I'm in that mode of um, I'm actually writing a book, so I'm really deep in the whole overwhelm thing and the gentle rebel thing and pulling it all together. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your journey with overwhelm. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to put you in the book. Never fear. If you know me well, I'm really big on privacy, but I'm just I'm really excited. I'm really exploring. I'm geeking out on the whole overwhelm burnout thing. And I love, love, love helping people. So I'm offering a limited number because I don't, obviously, I don't work full time hours because that's not what I want to do. So I'm offering a limited number of free breakthrough sessions for the spring. Now, these are not to find out if we should work together. That's the discovery call. If you're already looking for a coach, book, just book in and we can talk and find out whether we could work together but these are completely free just because they're good for me because I get to hear your story um know you know what what draws you to me and what's working about what I'm putting out in the world and and I just and I get to help you so the point is that within that 45 minutes by the end of it you will have more clarity you break through the overwhelm and you have things to do and think about that that will help you. So this is a great time of year to take me up on this. First of all, because I don't know if I'm going to do it again. I'm just in the mood and I'm going with it. And secondly, oh, there's nothing like getting some clarity in the spring, is there? You know, if you did the turn of the year pause and you're like, oh, but it was a while ago and I can't remember and I wasn't very good at envisaging my year because that I think that is the hardest thing. Now's a really good time to do that. So please do take me up on the offer, but do it quickly because they're not going to do very many sessions and they're already booking up. So here's the link. I've, I've managed to do a tiny URL link because otherwise it can be quite difficult, can't it, to remember them. But it'll also be just below um, this episode for you. So if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash breakthrough into spring, that'll take you straight to the booking page. Do it now before you forget, before you get too overwhelmed. That's tinyurl.com forward slash breakthrough into spring. Um, book that in now. 
um, rare opportunity to get to talk to me one to one and have a free coaching session. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you via Zoom. Um, I do hope you'll take me up on this opportunity. It's my gift. It's my thank you so much for being one of my podcast listeners. Um, Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If this resonates with you, please use the like, subscribe and share buttons to help other people find their way here too. And please do go to www.heidimark.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark with an E to join my mailing list and receive my free one minute life changing audio practice.